Welcome back to Unshuffled, album reviews in order and unfiltered. I'm Leah. I'm Sarah. I'm Raylan. I'm Andrea. Today we are talking about my pick, which was Death of a Cheerleader by Pom Pom Squad, which has been absolutely one of my most listened to albums of the past few months. I am obsessed with this band and this album. I saw Pom Pom Squad a couple months ago. They opened for Fen Lily and Illuminati Hotties, and that was I had like known of Pom Pom Squad a little bit and maybe listened to one or two songs, but after seeing them live, I was just became obsessed with them. So this band, the front woman is her name is Mia Barron. Um, she co-produced this album with Sarah Tudson, which is the she's the lead singer for Illuminati Hotties. So they have been working together for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but this album is really cool. I think it's very unique sonically. Like, she, Mia talks a lot about wanting to combine some of her favorite types of music, which is like grunge and punk, obviously, but then also kind of retro pop from the 50s and 60s, which definitely mm-hmm. permeates through this album. She... Also, a big theme of this album is her identity as a person of color and as a queer woman and kind of not fitting in both just kind of in her life uh, in adolescence and in music. And so trying to like make her own place in music was really important. And I think that definitely comes through in her work. Um, And finally, just like I want to talk about her, her kind of visuals Um, as an artist. So when she performs live, she dresses very high femme, which also correlates with the album art. And I was reading a lot of stuff about how when she was making this album, kind of poking fun at the plastic world, which is kind of a lot of women are held to that. And so kind of making fun of that and embracing it instead of, um, yeah, just embracing it. But anyways... I could talk about every single song on this album, but I'm not going to, so I'm excited to hear what you all have to say about it, too. Okay, I'll start. So, immediately, I just thought that the concept of this album was so cool. I really liked the theme throughout this album of youth and, like, high school and things that seem kind of frivolous, like a cheerleading team to talk about all of this, um, like, anger and darkness. Definitely, yeah. Um, And I also just, I think that the title of this album was really cool, and it really summed that up. Yeah, so the title comes from, like, she said that it came from two specific movies, so But I'm a Cheerleader, which is a really iconic queer movie, and then Death of a Cheerleader, which is another high school movie about, like, a high school girl with a secret, so kind of combining those two um, makes up the story and the intention behind this album. Yeah, as I was listening to it, I feel like I don't listen to a lot of music that stays this kind of high energy for an extended amount of time. I agree. I didn't know what to expect going into it, because this is a little bit, like, different from what I normally listen to. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And I really liked it. Um, I wrote that the closest thing I could compare um, Pom Pom Squad's sound to was, like, Annie DeRusso, but also The Regrets, but that doesn't fully capture... Um, their entire sound because mm. it's so unique. It's very unique. Yeah. It's, you can't really, like, um, what's the, what's the word? I don't even know the word. Yeah, you can't really compare them to anyone 
that I would normally listen to. Yeah, and you, like, you really can't pin a genre to them either. Yeah. Like, they have their own, like, unique sort of blend. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. And that's so cool. Um, and then, just looking at all the things I wrote about this album, um, it definitely has the most all-caps notes um, <laughs> out of everything <laughs> we've listened to. Um to go into certain songs, um, my favorite track was Crimson and Clover. I really liked this song because I'm just such a sucker for any song that has an abrupt vibe change in the middle of it, and I really liked the way it pulled back and, like, also had a call and response aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that was a cover? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, so it's a cover of from 1968, originally by Tommy Jones and the Shondells, and it's, like... It's been covered by a lot of really famous people, like Joan Jett, I think, has a cover in Prince. Um, oh. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Do you know that This Couldn't Happen is also a cover? I didn't what? know that, actually. Yeah. So it's actually, it's a song, it's a song called Again, and it's by Doris Day. The version that I know is Doris Day and the Mellowman. Whoa. And I, at first I thought, like, the first time I listened to that, I was like, oh my gosh, they're, like, sampling it like they did with Crimson and Clover. And then I was like, oh, they kind of did, like, an altered like cover like they did their own take on it which whoa that's like one of my like one of my favorite songs ever i love that song so i i feel like it was really cool that she like took those and like kind of made it like high school prom vibes yeah yes tied the 50s um music aspect 50s 60s music aspect Mm -hmm. into it that's so cool and i feel like that's a really good way to do a cover and make it your own definitely Mm -hmm. um yeah and some of the other things that I really liked about this album. Um, I feel like there were a solid amount of strings in it, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that duality of like really angry, but also having like real instruments and um, incorporating like strings, which are normally thought to be really gentle and serene is really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And in crying, um, I actually thought she was saying, um, I'm praying. During oh, the part yeah. where she kept on saying, I'm, I'm crying, crying, and I was like, that's a very interesting confusion of lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and I also just think that her voice is so cool, like, the way that she kind of just takes it everywhere in her range, mm-hmm. between the more, um, like, the lower, more speaky yeah, singing. It's with, almost like a like a. It's not like a growl, but like she brings it like really like yeah down low and yeah. I it's know like what you're gritty. About. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I also really liked um, the way that she would ascend from that, mm-hmm. and it it was a really good contrast. Um, and my other favorite was drunk voicemail. Mm-hmm. I just think that that song was so cool, especially in with the whole high school prom theme going on. Um, and I liked the lines, you want me alone when there's somebody there, and I, and I think I really love you more than anyone can. I love that. Yeah, I just really like those ones. Um, overall, this entire time, I was just thinking about how fun this album would be to listen to live. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, which... Tomorrow. Now we, oh my god, yeah. Now he gets it, which is very exciting. Okay, so I was very surprised. I think, like, as soon as I was done listening to this, I, like, ran to Leah, and I was like, oh, my God, I just finished listening to Death and True Leader, and I was so good, and I can't stop talking about it, and I, oh, I was, like, it was so, 
energetic and I think one of my favorite things was like the variety usually I like sometimes I get like sonic whiplash (laughs) if I'm like listening like if I'm listening to too many like things that are like back to back that are like too um contrasting but like this I thought she did like a really good job of incorporating like like the harder rock sounds with like the more like dream pop ones especially like ending with like be good she like I don't know like kind of ties it all in I know we didn't talk about it yet but I loved that she opened with sound check which is like has the um what is it like a the riff or like the motif I don't know what yeah, to call it the but like, like bells yeah 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 that she did I figure out where that melody was from because I still I know it's from somewhere else no. and I can't place it oh it sounds I think it sounds a lot like um, the beginning of Mr. Sandman. Yes. That's it. Is that what it is? Oh, oh. Sandman. <laughs> anyway. But anyways. Um, I like that she had sound check and then, like, made for, like, a clearer sound for the intro for, like, Be Good because it kind of, like, I don't know. I like when albums do that as, like, a precursor to kind of be like, okay, we're getting ready. And then <laughs> she came right out of the gate with Head of a Cheerleader, which I think was easily my favorite track. I... Something about, like, her, like, vocal pattern on, like, the chorus part. I forget exactly what the words are, but I think you... It's... She, like, goes up and then brings it back down. And it's... I I don't remember the lyric, but (laughs) it's, like, it's very, like, captivating. And it's so catchy. And it's, like, it's such... It's such a fun song to listen to, like, when you're, like, walking or running. Like, it just is... It's... That's a moving song. Um, And the harmonies on that one too were really really cool I have to talk about this because I'm like have been waiting to talk about it for (laughs) so long so um I know you guys haven't read the virgin suicides yet but the track I was when I saw the track list I was like oh Lux like that's such a strange um that's such a strange name for like a track and then it opened and I was like oh my god they're talking about Lux from the Virgin Suicides, which is, like, I have, I was so excited (laughs) because I, like, because I knew what it was about, I noticed every single little detail that she took from the book or the movie, um, and put it in there, and there's so many, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil the book for you, but there's, like, little (laughs) things that she's talking about, like, meet me in the garage and she talks about peach alcohol which is like a pretty bit like significant um symbol in the book um she also says like I knew my body was not my own which is also like it's just so many good things she says leave me rotting like the leaves and I feel naked without taking off any clothes and I I also wrote that I felt that that was so because I know Lux as a character I felt that that like just is really it really like encapsulates like her even though I don't know if you like know this about the book but the book is not from for anyone that doesn't know the virgin suicides it's about the five Lisbon girls um and it's told from the point of view of like the neighborhood boys so you don't know you never get any of the point of views from the five sisters um it's all like an outsider's um point of view like outside observation um so you never get any of you never see anything that any of the girls are thinking like explicitly because you're never you're never in their mindset or their head um 
so I feel like this song did such a good job capturing like Lux's inner angst that you don't get to see in the book in the movie because it it's not from her point of view but you can like you can tell that it's clearly there like if you can't see it from the outside but if you were to, I feel like if you were to look inside of like her brain this is what you would see that's so cool it's so so now so now you have to read the book I and know, watch the I movie. Know. Because um, when I first saw the title, I was thinking 400 Lux yep. by Lord. <laughs> and then I was like, how does that... Because, like, a Lux is um, a measurement of the sunlight. Mm-hmm. But I was like, how does that fit in to the song? But this makes so much more sense it's now. so... <laughs> I, like, have never been more excited. Because, like, Version 2 Size <laughs> is one of my favorite books. Um, and I... Oh, my God. It just, like, it was so... It was so good, and there were so many things, and I was like, that's in the book! Oh my gosh, that's in the book! Oh my gosh! It just was very exciting. Um, another one that I really liked was... Um, I just really liked Be Good. I thought that it was, like... It felt like a really, like, dreamy... Almost like a... like a. It felt like a cha-cha. It, like... I was in the mindset of, like, Grease. Like, Grease prom vibes, because, like, Crimson and Clover, and, like, this couldn't happen. And so this song kind of like felt like that and it just felt like a, a like a prom I guess mm-hmm. um and yeah I also liked like going back to what you said about like the um strings I liked that crying was such like an angsty and like emotional song but it opened with like these like sweeping like beautiful strings and then it went into like this like heavy like angsty sort of thing and it just I I love that she did that um yeah yeah, I just thought that like the more that like I thought about it and the more I listened to this album the more I could see like connecting themes and like tiny little details that like contribute to the meaning and the impact of the album as a whole and I just I was so surprised by this album in the best way because I didn't really know what to expect and I absolutely loved it I'm very excited to talk about this one because I was a little bit iffy going into it for some reason. I just thought, this isn't going to be my thing. Even though I'm pretty open when it comes to music, and I probably should have trusted Leah's pick. (laughs) I'm just, like, annoying. Um, But I had... So I thought the entire album was going to sound like Lux did. Mm. And so that's why I was like, I'm iffy going into this. Like, I I just don't think it's going to be my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't love when albums are very heavy and very aggressive like all throughout because Mm -hmm. I just get like ear fatigued and I can't you know what I mean I feel like I can't appreciate it as much but I loved this one so much because I thought it did such a great job at like pulling back and then coming back in like Mm -hmm. and I think that it was just so well structured and you could tell you could so tell that this is an album that was meant to listen like top to bottom because even like with the sound check and then going to be good the song before be good is this couldn't happen again and it keeps repeating that Mm -hmm. and then it goes back to the beginning Mm -hmm. i literally thought i was listening to it and i wasn't looking at the track list i was just like listening um and i was like oh it like started over and then she starts singing and i'm like wait this isn't the beginning track because i have it on repeat so it would just like start over Mm -hmm. which it also loops at the end um that's a little (laughs) fun fact i love when they do that um and I just thought that it was so cool how it was like, this can happen again, this can happen again. And then she's talking about like heartbreak and like relationships and stuff. So I just thought it was really cool. Um, 
and again the Mr. Sandman melody and calling back to like the retro pop and just like the 50s 60s and stuff I thought was really interesting and I feel like we don't see that much music currently that does that I feel like a lot of music calls back to the 70s or 80s but nobody really does like the really older tracks Mm -hmm. definitely um is it head cheerleader or head of a cheerleader head cheerleader cheerleader. okay um I had that written down but I I don't know why I got confused (laughs) but yeah I really like the high school angst and again I very much um I thought the chorus was just genius the way it was like so good like I just thought it was very well written I loved crying I thought it was so I resonated with it a lot I love this I love this line just write a song and you'll get over Mm -hmm. it yep I wrote Mm -hmm. that down (laughs) and make a list of arguments I didn't win naturally I'm alone again that that one line I was like damn (laughs) Mm. and yeah I really liked how even though it was so um musically and instrumentally rich I could still I still found very potent lyrics that I really loved um in second that I love I just love the line I second that emotion Mm -hmm. I think it's such a cool way to put it I wrote that one down too and I like how it's like more of a stripped down track I thought it was like perfectly placed and it very much just like got me excited to listen to the rest of it um and after I listened to this or while I was doing it I started like looking up who Pom Pom Squad was and I started looking into Mia and she is mixed and she's half Puerto Rican half black and I just thought that made so much sense and then I started reading about how she chose cheerleaders because they represented everything that she wanted to be in high school and like couldn't be and I like resonated with that a lot and um I just think it's so cool to see just representation um, in this type of genre because I feel like it doesn't occupy enough space. Like, I don't see many um, Latinx people or, um, yeah, just, like, occupying that space in this genre. And I just thought that was really cool. Like, it just made me really excited. Um, and, And I think it's another reason why I just, like, resonated with the album so much because I can resonate with that feeling of just, like, not feeling like you can take up space um when it comes to just like yeah anyway um and nobody's talked about this one yet but i really like red with love that's one of my Um, favorites i think that like top three for sure yeah i'm glad you brought that one up yeah it i just really loved it like i can't it just very much stood out to me and i was like yeah i i love this and yeah, there's just so many great things about this album. Like, I definitely have to give it more listens, and I didn't know about the two covers. Um, <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, because I, I, I feel like I n- never really see, I don't really see that, especially, like, incorporated into an album, but also, like, putting, like, her own twist on it, because she repeated, like, this couldn't happen again, like, a lot more than the original, like, it happens in the original version. So I thought that that was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just really like that, but I, I think what made it so just meaningful to me was just the range of sounds and the way she, like, it's just so unique and creative, and also just seeing the representation of, like, a queer mixed Latin woman occupying space in the, like, punk rock, um, 
cool retro pop genre. And I just thought that was really cool. And I'm definitely going to keep listening. I'm so glad you guys all enjoyed it and appreciate it as much as I do. Even though this is a relatively new discovery, it's like become very important to me. And like, I've just listened to it so much. Um, I love how she mixes punk because I do listen to, I'm getting into more punk rock kind of in general, but the way she mixes it with the retro pop, which is so different, is so cool to me. And then, like you guys have all mentioned the strings, I think it sound, it makes every song sound just like romantic and kind of cinematic in another, yeah. bringing another layer into it. Like crying just feels like a dramatic, like romantic movie song and I love it. Um, but so my favorites honestly have changed so much since I started listening to it. I feel like they have been changing since I started listening to this album. Right now, I love Red With Love. I think it's such an exciting love song and like some of the other ones have been more like strings and romantic and whatever. And this one is just like exciting rock, falling in love. And then the end, I love how it like slows down and then it like accelerates again and then it just stops. It's so cool. And then I love Forever a lot. It really reminds me of something. I'm not exactly sure. Like the end instrumentals remind me of like 60s songs like Be My That's Baby. What I, wrote. I was like, this feels like like a 50s, 60s type ballad almost, mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think this one especially really brings out how good her voice is because she does like the punk and the really gritty stuff, and then this one she's just singing, and I think it's beautiful. It just feels very classic, and I wrote down the line, it's fine in the meantime, I guess I'll see you on the back of my eyelids. I wrote that down. <laughs> which is just, I thought that that was so clever. I know, I just, she has so many clever lines in this, and I think it's so rare that you can have such really interesting different instrumentals, and then also really good lyrics, and just everything. Yeah. And I love Be Good, definitely. She... Just like the way she uses the strings in that. You guys have already said so much of what I was going to say. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys <laughs> like it so much. Um, she, I love how she alternates songs where she's really angry or upset at either herself or someone else. And then also when she's like being just like falling in love and being really unapologetic about that. And then we have like Cake and Lux, which are so kind of explosive. And I really remember seeing Cake live for some reason. Like, that one, I can still see her, like, vividly, like, performing it. She was, like, walking around on the stage, just, like, she has amazing stage presence, which I'm sure you can just tell listening to it. It was amazing. I feel like you never, when you listen to one song, you can never tell what is coming next. Mm -hmm. Because it'll, like, it goes from Forever, which is Strings, into Shame Reactions, which is, like, super grungy. And then it's a drunk voicemail which is more just rocky and like storytelling and then this couldn't happen again like the track list is crazy which I think makes it really interesting to listen to because you want to keep listening and see what she's going to do next because it's unpredictable I know I was engaged like the entire time Mm -hmm. and I like I didn't lose my like focus for one second because I was so captivated yeah I just think that everyone will find something that they like on this album yeah like Mm -hmm. You might not like every track, but there's definitely something that you're going to like. So if you're listening to this podcast and have not listened to this album, you must because <laughs> it's so good. We require it. Of yes. 
<laughs> we talked about sound check and then thank you and good night. I think thank you and good night kind of sounds almost like a tape rewinding or something. I think mm. I wrote that too. I was like, it's. I was like, it is very distorted and it kind of like I couldn't really place what it sounded mm-hmm. like. But now that you said that, I like it a lot though because it, it loops yeah. into sound check. Yes. So I just think it's perfect. You know, it's like rewinding and then starting over, mm-hmm. which is so cool and like brings you back to like. The 50s and 60s, like, older music, which, I don't know, mm-hmm. not exactly the it same. Feels like, but it feels like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Totally. And I think the whole thing is really movie-like, you know? Like, she has a song based on a book character, and then, like, the mm-hmm. old music, and then cinematic, like, strings, and then the titles based on two movies. I just think it's genius, and... She did such a good job with the themes in yes. this album. It's like, crazy. so good. Yeah, and it's... It's, like, her debut album. That's it's really insane. Yes. Like, she has an EP wow. with, like, six songs that came out before this, but this is her first album. I did not know that. And oh. she was really involved with, like, the production of it, too. Like, mm. she was a co-producer with Sarah. So, That's so cool. it's, like, hers, and I just think I love it. So, for a closing question today, this one's kind of silly, but we honestly talk about this in many conversations so I was wondering if this album had a zodiac sign which do you think it would be Aries no question oh wow gives me like ultimate Aries vibes definitely I feel like for me the first thing I thought of was Leo because I feel like I don't know if Leo's I feel like tend most of the time it depends tend to be like upfront with some things, which I feel like Aries also yeah. do, and there's a lot of, like, I feel like things that, um, like, with the more, like, emotional, like, ones, like, shame reactions, I feel like, I don't know, and also, like, the very, like, hardcore, like, rock ones and stuff, yeah. I don't know, I got, like, Leo energy from this. I felt it was Aries just because I, the anger really came through, and I don't know, just gave me a lot of, like, Maybe it's also, like, the visuals, too. The, all the red. I associate red with Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. It's very, like, fiery and just... Definitely mm-hmm. fire energy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I definitely, now that you both have said that, agree with it. I feel like I associate it a little bit with Scorpio because I'm a Scorpio, and I'm just, like, I don't know. Maybe I like a Scorpio moon or oh, rising. No, she's a Scorpio sun. No, I'm I know. just talking about the album. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I don't really have a reason why. And Aries, honestly, now that you've said that, I think I would have to agree with you. Just because it's, like, explosive and a little bit, like, I don't know. It's very emotional and just, like, strong. And I think that that makes sense with Aries. Yeah. Also, the arguments line, Mm -hmm. the one I said before, I feel like that's very Aries. Um. Sarah's like, I... Um, I am far less educated on astrology than the other three. Um, but I feel like if I had to choose one, and th- I'm also saying this because this is probably the one I know the most about because it is also my sign. Mm. Um, I would say Scorpio because I feel like that concept of having like the theme of high school on the surface, but then there's a lot going on under it feels kind of Scorpio to me. Totally. Totally. That and like definitely it, makes sense. It has like an edge of darkness, but it's not like completely like... yeah. I, I feel like there's also, like, 
I don't know, if this album, kind of going off, but, like, if this album had a big three, I feel like they would definitely be in an Aquarius placement in there somewhere. I don't know why. I, I just that time. I just feel <laughs> like, like an Aquarius it needs to, yes. I was like, I feel like there needs to be a little bit of water in here. Aries sun, Aquarius, Aquarius moon, moon, Scorpio, Scorpio rising. Damn. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, a Leo me? Venus. Yeah. No, yeah. It's either... You're right. Moon or rise, you're right. It's hard to pin anything on this album. So, <laughs> anyways, thanks for breaking down this album with us on Shuffled. Next week, I'm very excited. We're talking about Andrea's pick, which is Capacity by Big Thief. So, stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm.